And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Welcome back to Twins Nation, folks. Uh, Joe and Matt here again. How was how was your weekend there, Matt? Uh, pretty good. Signs of spring are coming. Oh. Um, we're starting to move practices for outside. Um, I see okay. other baseball, softball, fast pitch. I see everybody starting to move outside, so it's a good sign. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's real sketchy. Uh, this time of year, whether when that's going to happen, isn't it? It's like just when you, you know, one day, I mean, we experienced it. It sounds like both you and I were one day it's nice and it's like 50 degrees. The next day though, it's like 30 degrees and windy It's and raining. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, uh, I mean, just two, two weeks ago, we had a foot of a, we had a snowstorm that was dropped a foot on us and now that's all gone um it's kind of it's kind of weird but such is life thankfully we're not experiencing any really any flooding uh problems like we have in the past so that's nice that'll be nice for our farming guys so but i digress um let's talk about our twinkies here they uh had a event. They've had a lot of things happen since we last talked. Um, going into today, which is an, actually an off day, um, they are ten and seven, and uh, in first place um, after um, they played when. Uh, the White Sox and the Yankees since we last talked. Um, and um, they took, uh, took two out of three from the White Sox and then uh, split the series. They had a four-game series against the Yankees and split. Uh, they won the first two and lost the Saturday and Sunday game. Um, and we're probably going to mostly talk about, I think, we spent a lot of time talking about that series, uh, and um, some things that happened. Uh, but I guess the biggest thing uh, that actually happened today, this afternoon or this morning, um, maybe we should address that right away. Uh, sure, we don't forget. Uh, uh, Twins uh, came to an agreement with uh, starting pitcher. Pablo Lopez on a four-year, $73.5 million contract extension. It's uh, all but official. He, get, he has to take a, a physical for it to become a f- official. And they, last I saw is that that will probably happen like Wednesday or Thursday. Um, 
because they're on the road right now, or they're going to be starting a road, their last leg of their road trip tomorrow in Boston. Um, and uh, I'm guessing they'll wait till he come, they, they're back in town um, to do that and maybe have the press conference um, announcing that. But uh, that, that broke this morning. Um, and uh, um, so all you people say the polads are cheap uh uh not so much <laughs> no no and and it's you know and i we obviously don't know all the at least i don't i don't know all the uh details of the contract but you know hey i i like the signing i yeah. i already you know i told people i loved the trade i thought we were getting you know when he got traded to us and mm-hmm. i thought we were getting a heck of a good pitcher mm-hmm. and proven to be Yes. And yeah, I know we've only gotten a small sample size of what he's done so far, but honestly, I think this is going to continue to progress. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's, he's definitely, he's definitely showing what, you know, how, you know, his talent as a pitcher. And I'm, I'm actually really excited that we're going to have him for at least another, what, including this season, it would be a total of six years. Is that correct? Because we had him for two years. I don't know if this, I don't I don't know if that if this kicks in I guess I don't know didn't either, read if well, it kicks either, in after his after his controllable years or or yeah, it starts it, next it year. Should, it should I think it kicks in after that. So I, I we either get him for another five or six years. So Right. Yeah. Either way I'm I'm happy with it. You know, yeah, you know, you can make fun of the pull ads all you want for not spending money but and when they do they don't spend it on good talent but whatever no this is definitely a, <laughs> yes this is definitely a a very good you know siding extension i'm and i couldn't be even couldn't be more happy with it right i mean i mean yeah i know his uh twins career his uh what is it it's just this was his third start yesterday um, third or fourth fourth already um so but they're not just going by that they went they're going by his marlins career and which was pretty solid um and his his age and uh you know it's a any contract is a gamble but this is a solid one i'd say you know he's, yeah he's not he's not old and uh he's shown to be very solid um even though he is coming off a loss, but the man had to face maybe the one of the best pitchers in the league. League was facing his team's lineup uh, on Sunday, so he had to basically not make any mistakes, and he he made like one or two, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it just so happened that uh, he faced uh, he had to match Garrett Cole and couldn't quite do it because the twins didn't get anything going yesterday. Um, So, um, but no, this is, I think this was an outstanding job by the front office to get him locked down, especially because I think, you know, the longer they wait, the more expensive he's, he was going to get. And uh, so do it now if you can. And they did. So, yeah, because beyond, you know, beyond, you know, this year and next year, I mean, who are these starting five are we going to have? I mean, we know we got Joe Ryan. We know we have 
we're going to have Lopez. I don't see the Twins hanging on to Sonny Gray. Um, I don't, you know, Malley, I'm not sure how much longer we have control on him. It's either one or two years. And then you obviously you got Maeda. You know, Maeda's 35 years old. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, 35-year-old pitchers still can, you know, still can go out there and pitch every day. But some of them, you know, that's where they start to, you know, where they just start kind of the downcline. So locking yeah. him up, you know, with Joe, you know, and having Joe Ryan, I mean, at least we got a little bit of a feel of what we got in the future. Right. You know, we got two, two fifths and, you know, we've got guys, um, you know, we've got guys that, um, or at least, you know, one or two guys that um, are in triple are, A right now that, that yeah. very easily should be on this team. If it weren't for the guys, you know, like a Sonny Gray and uh, and Maeda, uh, yeah, you know, Louis know, Varland and uh, Bailey Ober, uh, Bailey Ober should, would have been yeah. on the team, and they'll probably yep. step then, right in in a, couple, in a year or two. So, and then you got Simeon Woods Richardson, who's you know who yep. is so far has been doing really good down in AAA. So, I mean, right there, I mean, we got three potential guys down there, but like I said, locking up two really good starters, you know, having some control over them for the next you know, for the near future is, I mean, you, you can't argue with, you can't argue with that, you know, with them extending him. I mean, I'm, I, I'm glad it's a done deal. Yeah. I mean, if you can, I'd love to hear any rationale against it. I, I, I can't think of anything. Um, so that was the big news that broke today. And, uh, um, then something that I just found out, uh, and told you about just to, couple hours ago um twins are gonna be adding a familiar uh face to their television coverage fairly soon uh many of you fans will remember the name trevor ploof um played for the twins for a few years was uh played third base mostly um they and uh he is gonna he's not coming out of retirement, <laughs> he but he is uh, going to be joining Valley Sports North uh, Twins coverage fairly soon. Uh, he came and announced that today on his one of his one or both of his podcasts. I guess he does more than one, um, and so that'll be that'll be kind of nice if if you follow him on Twitter. He's quite entertaining. So yes, he is. He so. was definitely. So. Definitely one of the comedians in the uh, locker room. What I hear, you know, he's he's a personality. So that that that's uh, that was pretty good. Uh, so we'll see what kind of job he does there. So, um, so I guess I got the the team record wrong. There, ten and six, not ten and seven. I gave them more loss than they deserve. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to correct you. So, uh, so, um, that doesn't mean they're going to lose tomorrow. They're not. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, some other things, um, roster changes have occurred since we last talked. Uh, uh, see, we had, uh, Kyle Farmer and Joey Gallo go on the 
uh, injured list. Uh, quite kind of a scary thing with uh, Kyle Farmer's situation. Uh, he was hit in the hit in the mouth with a pitch um, by Lucas Giolito in the White Sox series, and uh, has some and needed uh, uh, facial surgery to fix some teeth. Uh, thanks. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of it. Um, he didn't, yeah, they had to he got away without breaking a jaw somehow. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the important thing is he didn't break his jaw. I mean, not saying that having to have four teeth moved back in place is a good thing, but I mean, it could have been a heck of a lot worse. So yeah, because if you break your jaw, you're definitely looking at being out for a significant amount of time and getting your jaw and getting your mouth wired shut. And, you know, just yeah. Not yeah, fun just, from what I understand. I've never had it happen. No, no. Ask, ask Jordan Belzovic about that one. Uh, yeah, poor guy. Uh, if you guys remember, he he got his by somebody, some buddy in a bar fight. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not 100% sure who's what happened there. But, uh, yeah, he got in a fight. We discussed that. <laughs> yeah, um, let's not go down that road again. Yeah, this one was this one was on television for anybody who wanted to, who was watching the Twins that day to see um, that a, a uh, fastball that just nailed him right in the face. Uh, sounds like he won't he won't be out too long. Maybe activated this week when he's whenever he's eligible to be. Uh, it's probably just going to be uh, uh, when he uh, is able to uh, handle it. Right? Um, so, um, and then Joey Gallo, uh, he he was reporting some pain or on his right side, and uh, just, just didn't go away to the point where they. Decided to put him on the injured list, the 10-day injured list for the right intercostal strain, but he's already um, in uh, on a rehab assignment in St. Paul, and we will probably be joining the team, if not in Boston, when they come home this weekend uh, for to start a homestand. So, um, and then. Um, uh, Oh, uh, Alex Kirloff and uh, uh, Jorge Blanco, Four. they are uh, still rehabbing down in, uh, I think, single A. Um, yeah, yep, they are down in um, Fort Myers. In Fort Myers, yep. yep. Okay, and uh, sounds like things are going good. I know, I guess they both played their first back-to-back games. So that's positive. Um, yeah. And uh, still no timetable, I don't believe, for either no, one. No, but, we'll but it sounds like here very soon that they could be moving up and doing their rehab stint in uh, St. Paul. I I did hear something about that, but I don't remember exactly when. So Okay. But, uh, and, uh, but yeah, it'll be, so it'll be interesting um, to see. But uh, so that's what's going on there. Um, 
What that means, though, is that we got a uh, we got um, a uh, major league debut that happened this week. Uh, Edward Julian, a uh, guy who had a great spring and is one of the Twins' top prospects, uh, made his major league debut in the Bronx this weekend, um, and uh, he did quite well. Uh, he, uh, he 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 uh, made some history uh, in that the night he got uh, his first two hits in the major leagues. They happened in the same inning. <laughs> one of yeah, them, like, I want to say nine players has ever done that. Yeah, exactly. So. And I want to say it's been quite a long time since somebody has done that. I don't remember. I remember hearing a little bit on the. A little bit about that so yeah. yeah he got a he got a I believe a double and then he hit his first major league home run in a in a game against the Yankees that the twins won on Friday um, and quite quite handily uh, believe it or not the twins beat beat the Yankees around that night uh, 11 to two um, and they scored nine runs in the first so they batted around and uh, therefore Julian got to hit twice. Um, so, um, so that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had a good start, you know, he's kind of fallen off a little bit, you know, since then, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to see, you know, what he can do up here, you know, cause you know, eventually he's going to be the guy he is going to be up in playing for this team every day, or at least having some type or having oh, yeah. some type of utility role. So, I mean, it's, you, you know, yep. I you know he even if he looks like right now he's not ready, he's definitely darn close. So I mean, yeah. and I honestly think when you know Kirloff and Polanco come back, we will see Ed Julian probably get sent back down. Which you know nobody be yeah nobody be oh. upset about that. I mean it's that's just how it works. You know, there will be people who are who are upset about it, but you know that that's. Just like you said, that's the way it works. He's only 23 years old. Um, you know, it's just how it goes. Some guys, uh, you know, if there wasn't if there wasn't a, a veteran presence in in his spot, um, that uh, then maybe he would stick around. But there happens yeah. to be a, a veteran who's just who he's injured right now, but it's his job when he comes back, unless he can't come back for some reason. Um, so that's just, just how it goes. Um, so let's see what else we had there. So like I was saying, um, Twins started the week off playing against the White Sox. Um, I believe we already covered Monday's game last week before because it had happened by the time we did the podcast. So uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, they finished out the White Sox series. Um, and Pablo Lopez, the newly signed Pablo Lopez, uh, had a outstanding start uh, where he went seven and two-thirds, uh, gave up two runs, struck out ten guys. Um, just And that... On 98 pitches, 
31 of which came in the first inning. Uh, so that tells you, yeah, the first inning wasn't great. That's when he gave up the runs. But after that, he got seriously locked in. Um, and in fact, he retired the last 23 fat batters he faced that day. It was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, that was that was a fun game to watch. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm sure a lot of people were kind of unhinged in the beginning of that game, and I just I was I hope not. I was well, I don't know. I wasn't too I wasn't too worried about it. I I no. just figured, you know, he got rattled a little, and you know, you know, he's gonna do what major league pitchers do. You know, most of them can do. They got to work them. They got to find a way and work themselves out of it. And, yeah, you and know, that's what he did. Yeah. You, you, you're human. You don't have your saying pinpoint control all the time, you know. So, but he, he, uh, so he had a rough first inning. Um, but after that, just he was a machine and, uh, uh, kind of a wild game. Unfortunately, he didn't get the win in that game because when he left, it was tied, I believe. And, uh, twins ending up, ended up having to go to, extra innings and uh, won the game on a in the 10th inning on a throwing error uh, that in the 10th inning there um, they uh, they put on a bunt play to move the runner over from the automatic runner over from second to third to, to make it so that the next guy would really just have to make contact hit a fly ball but the fielder ended up just throwing it down the right field line, and the game was over right then. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was a pretty hideous throw because he missed that first baseman by a long shot. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did, and uh, I'm sure he he felt rushed or something. Um, but uh, so that's how the Twins did that, and then on uh, Wednesday. Um, they won three to one. Sonny Gray had a pretty good game. Uh, went five scoreless. Uh, the only reason he went only five though is he was pitching sick. He uh, he had basically I think a pretty bad. Uh, he had a some sort of uh, virus that um, was kind of like a cold or something, but maybe a little worse. And uh, yeah, I think he got it was exhausted. I think stomach bug like. or something. Yeah, and it sounds like he got. <laughs> sounds like sick. he got sick right before the game. Yeah. Yep, right before the game. And uh, but he went out there and pitched until he, he he. I don't know if he went in the after the fifth inning and was like, "Uncle." <laughs> uh, uh, either that or they I'm just. Exhausted. I think they knew. I think they knew he was. I think you know he. I think they knew, you know, he just wasn't obviously pitching 100%, you know, obviously yeah. was feeling under the weather. Yeah. And, you know, they decided, hey, let's get him out of there and just, you know, let the bullpen take care of the game. So, And, and they did. And uh, 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 there was actually, and we already discussed it, there was this, that uh, Wednesday was when the scary moment with Kyle Farmer happened. Uh, he was hit in the face and uh, also a temporarily scary uh, uh, incident happened with Byron Buxton on a play. He uh, uh, he was running to second base because he had nowhere else to go. Uh, it was uh, He was on first, running to second on a ground ball, and 
plowed into the, the second baseman for the White Sox. And I uh, uh, didn't get up for about a, a couple of long minutes. And, uh, yeah. you know, with his injury history, we all were freaking out. Like, did he die? Did <laughs> How long is he yeah. going to be out? What's going on? But he yeah, needed I, a couple minutes to regroup. And yeah, I fine. definitely did not so. see the. I did not see the replay of it, and but when people were telling me about it, I could just easily imagine it. So I've seen him run into things for how many years? So it's <laughs> they all looks the same. Yeah, if you need to, I'm sure you could find it on on Twitter oh, yeah. or or whatever. But uh, but basically, it was just it's kind of unavoidable. He he was running to second like he's supposed to, and. The fielder has a right to go get the the ball, and they just collided. And uh, um, uh, there's not much Byron could have done um, to avoid it. Uh, just thankfully, he's fine. Um, and um, so the Twins, like, uh, they took two or three from the White Sox, which is always big since they're uh, interdivisional rival. Always important to win your interdivision games, and then this weekend was the they went and faced their house of horrors, Yankee Stadium, um, and split the series uh, two games to two, four game series. Uh, they they won Thursday and Friday. Uh, Thursday actually was the big game that I was talking about, not Friday, uh, but. Uh, Thursday they won eleven to two, scoring nine runs in the first inning, uh, and uh, which featured uh, uh, three home runs back to back to back. Uh, Michael Taylor, Ed Julian, and Carlos Correa, uh, New York City's favorite player, um, uh, they all went back to back and and. Uh, Actually, Michael Taylor ended up hitting a second home run later that night um, and uh, made it uh, quite easy on Joe Ryan. And uh, he took and ran with that lead, went seven innings, only gave up a run, and he struck out 10. Uh, that's what's, uh, what's really nice about this pitching staff is we've got some guys who put up big strikeout numbers. It's just something I'm not used to. Uh, yeah, I'm loving it. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that's kind of been the thing so far this year. Like, and we also talked about it last week with John. Yeah. And this, you know, this rotation has, you know, put up good numbers and have, you know, have kept us, you know, like I said, they keep us in the game. It's just, you know, what we don't know what we're going to get out of the lineup. No. You know, sometimes the lineup, you know, comes out and it's firing on all cylinders plus two more cylinders than they we didn't know they had. And then all of a sudden, you know, by the end of a series or the next game or whatever it is, all of a sudden it's like, you know, they're liking it. You know, it's like a dead engine, you know, mm-hmm. trying to turn the ignition and it ain't doing nothing. You yeah, just they're basically they're definitely feast or famine. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like. Um <clears throat> Yeah, um, it's just too bad. Um, but, you know, and like we were discussing with John last week, John Bonus, uh, they just have a lot of guys uh, who are what what are called swing and miss guys. 
uh, meaning they strike out a lot, obviously. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, but when they do hit it, they do damage. Um, and that's even without one of the main culprits in the lineup the last few days in Joey Gallo. Um, he, uh, you know, he wasn't in the lineup to do damage, but he also wasn't to strike out. Um, um, so, but we still have enough guys who do that. Um, it's just the way it goes. Um, might, you know, I mean, like you were saying, you know, Thursday, they score 11 runs by Sunday. And then on Sunday, uh, definitely a different pitcher, um, but they got shut out. Um, yeah. Different quality of pitcher probably accounts for most of that, but mm-hmm. also the type of hitters that are in the lineup do. Um, mm-hmm. So um, so then uh, Friday, uh, Twins – uh, made a decision to push Kentamaeda's uh, turn in the rotation back. Uh, he was scheduled to pitch Friday, but I believe he he uh, came out of his last start um, maybe a little sooner than they had hoped, and then uh, they decided to skip his turn in the rotation this this week, and uh, they called up uh, Louis Varlin from the from AAA to make a spot start. And uh, sent Cole Sands down, and Louie did pretty good. Uh, he did give up uh, three runs, but um, the the offense uh, definitely, you know, they stepped up enough, and the Twins got a win four to three. Um, so, uh, but he pitched pretty well. Uh, went six innings, gave up the three runs, and he, he himself struck out eight. Um, so, pretty solid. Um, a lot of those runs, you know, basically, is, probably wouldn't have. I think they were all home runs, and if they were, if they were in another stadium, probably didn't wouldn't happen. Uh, yeah, if exactly. I remember right, I think there was a couple cheapies, if not all of them. I don't know. Yeah, um, and that was the big thing, you know. It, I know you love back Yankee at- Stadium. Uh, <laughs> you were yeah. opining on on uh, Twitter. It seemed like, oh yeah, you, it is kind of a joke how easy it looks like a ball flies in that stadium. It's oh yeah, I played in softball. Yeah, you know softball parks that are about as deep as their right field. <laughs> <laughs> well, but um, it just seems like it even just jumps out of there too. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. No matter where it, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's wind currents or if it's just. I know it's only about three hundred and fifteen feet down mm-hmm. in right field there, but so it's, uh, it's you don't you know a major league hitter doesn't have to get all of it to do it there. You Got know, to- and that's where that's where you know those last two games the Yankees did the most damage I mean they were not it's not like they were out there consistently getting base hit after base hit after base hit no I mean that's how they beat us is for the most part is they just they hit when they hit a you know they hit a lot of home runs you know and I think most of them were I don't know if any of them were multiple home runs out right offhand but I know a lot of them were solo shots you know and that's to me that's 
that's typical out of the Yankees. I mean, but like I said, I mean, this, you know, they just, they didn't base hit us to death. They just hit home runs. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. We, we definitely see that a lot, you know, um, and, you know, if if they're solo home runs, they don't usually hurt you. The only the only way they do is if you don't answer. And the last few games, the Twins had no answers with their offense, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in the Friday game, uh, like I said, they won four to three. Carlos Correa uh, hit the go-ahead home run, which in and of, in and of itself was a cheapie. I believe it landed on like the first row of the right field, um, and uh, and then Kyle Garlic hit one. Uh, he was called up uh, because of Gallo um, going on the injured list, um, and uh, so then uh, going in Saturday, the Twins had a two two games to none lead in that series, and so at that point you kind of hope they find a way. They just Win one more game so they can at least say they took a series from the Yankees, but unfortunately they couldn't. They couldn't muster any more any more offense after Friday. Um, they they scored one run on Saturday and no runs on Sunday. Um, Saturday was kind of a controversial game. Um, is it, it Louis Severino? Um, I believe. Uh, if I remember right, he was pitching for the Yankees, and uh, the well, oh, the pitcher was uh, uh, no, it's Herman, uh, Herman, uh, Herman Lop- or or German or whatever the Herman or yeah Herman or whatever his name is. Yeah, Herman spelled like you would spell German. Um, Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a little controversy on Saturday if you haven't seen it by now. Um, in I believe the third inning, so after every inning, uh, umpires now check pitchers' gloves and hands to make sure there's nothing nefarious going on. And um, uh, you know, they, there's certain things they can have, like in, and we'll talk about it. They can have like. Uh, pine tar, some little bit of pine tar on their hands, uh, but uh, not too much. But that, but there's things that they can't. They can't like have uh, what they call. It's popular now. Been popular last few years. Is substance called spider tack. Bullet, uh, I believe, is basically like glue, um, and. Um, they can't. There's just some substances that are banned and some that are uh, are okay, um, like rosin and uh, um, pine tar. Uh, well, pine tar is probably not legal for a pitcher, but rosin is. And, um, and anyway, a uh, little controversy is that uh, uh, after when he was checked in the, I believe, the third inning, uh, umpire. He didn't have anything illegal on his hands, but uh, umpire thought maybe he felt he had too much rosin on his pitching hand. Told him, uh, "Go wash your hands and uh, 
because um, you got what I think is too much there. And uh, so he, I don't know if he did, but apparently he, when he comes out to pitch in the fourth inning and gets checked, um, the umpire's like, there was a discussion again between him and the umpire, and the umpire's like, you know, this isn't clean enough. I told you, you gotta, you gotta wash your hands better. Um, and, but at that point, they still let him pitch, and um, and nobody really understands why. If you're warning him a second time, why isn't he ejected at that point? And uh, of course, Rocco Baldelli, Twins manager, had an issue with that and got himself thrown out of the game. Um, with his displeasure, and I, I gotta tell you, you know, it's fine if it's a legal substance. I get that, but if he's warned twice, why, why are you warning him twice and not kicking him out of the game? I don't understand why he gets two warnings. You know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna try to explain this the best way I can. You know, as an umpire. You know, and I'm lucky I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at least I, I don't see it. I've never have in my years of doing it. Mm-hmm. That, okay, it says here what you can use and what you cannot use. Yeah. You know, now they say you can use rosin, but you mm-hmm. can't have too much rosin. What, right. what's, what's enough? What's too much? I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's so much gray in between that rule mm-hmm. that, you know, that I, I mean, it does, I mean, Rocco raises a good argument, you know, I, okay. The, the umpire, the, the umpire say, Hey, I told you to wash it off. Mm-hmm. You have just a little bit too much in it, you know, but I mean, I, I just, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where is this fine line at? You know, from what I understand, it's up to the umpire, his judgment. Um, what's too much and what's, what's fine. And, um, obviously if he's warning him, he feels it's too much, right? Exactly. So why, if it's too much the first, first time, fine. He, you give him a chance to, uh, wash it off because it is technically a legal substance. But if he comes back out there again and you're still saying that's too much, why is he then allowed to stay? That's the point. And I totally, I totally get that. You know, why, why is he allowed to stay in the game if it's too, you still are telling him it's too much. Um, yes. And because if he, if he would have came back out on the mound and the umpire just looked and didn't say anything, there would never have been that Rocco yeah. would never have even been, there would have been no argument. Rocco probably wouldn't have even been thrown out of the game, right. but no. because you, there's, you know, it's just, it's just another thing in baseball where there's such a huge gray area within the rules that, you know, you, you know, you got to go out there and, you know, you got to go out there and debate it. Right. And that's, you got to pick up your team. Yep. Exactly. And that, that's something that baseball needs to take a look at. I mean, what, what's too much? What's, what's enough? I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, even when I was, you know, all the you know all the years I played any kind of ball, I've never used any type of substance on my hand. I, I wasn't a pitcher, so mm-hmm. 
so and I didn't know anybody, any of the pitchers I ever were on a team with that they used any type of substance. I am, you know, as a batter, I don't, wear, I don't even wear batting gloves. I've never worn batting gloves in my life. Sure. You know, and I just, you know, it's just, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand it. You right. know, where, yeah. what, what, you know, they got to figure something out because now, now that teams have caught, you know, saw what, you know, this umpire did with, you know, this pitcher. Yeah. What, what are the other pitchers going to try and get away with? You know, it's just, I don't know. It, 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 it just bugs me, you know, and it actually kind of struck a nerve as I was watching all the stuff that you were sending me. So it, you know, like I said, I'm just glad I don't have to deal with that stuff as an umpire. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I do sometimes wonder like what's, what sane person says I want to be an umpire <laughs> or or a official at any sporting event? Because you're the most <laughs> you're automatically the most hated guy. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I well, have been. I by have one been side the or the other, guy. by one side or the other, you're the most hated guy. You know, every day, um, whether it's something little controversial like this or. Just little because the pitch was maybe out outside, but you saw it as a strike. You know, mm-hmm. um, some every day you're gonna make somebody upset. Oh yeah, I, I know, and that's <laughs> the one thing I I've learned as an umpire. Even on my best game I ever umped, I still know I made at least two or three mistakes. Oh yeah, uh, I think every, every umpire. Or at least most of them would say, "Yeah, I never umped a perfect game." <laughs> I know that um, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I just, so. yeah, um, I just, I just, I get really, you know, I'm kind of, I get frustrated with some of these umpires. It's like, what, you know, we, I, it's, you know, it, it's all opinion. It's all on the opinion of the umpire of what's too much or too little, and and or what's this and that, and any of any gray area ruling of the sport and it just it's yeah it just bogs me some days so i'm done ranting now we can move on (laughs) well so uh, i guess we didn't write this down as a topic to talk about but is um you know it's kind of been rumored that someday soon we may see robo umps calling balls and strikes and Mm -hmm. in some leagues they already do that yep you think that's gonna happen someday and Someday, uh, I think it will, because um, right now it's they. I know they use it. Is it? Are they using it in all minor leagues? I know they're using it in some minor leagues. I don't think they use it in Triple uh, A. Triple A. I think they've tried it, but they they use uh, regular umpires. Um, okay. For the most part, still. Um, I just remember it was something comical about that. I remember, I think it was, it was last year. It was either last year or the year before. I don't remember right offhand what it was. It Frankie, Frank Viola got thrown out of a game oh, yeah. for, for the, for the arguing with the ro or arguing with the, the call, the robo up made. <laughs> oh, I wish I would have seen video of that. I know. I, I didn't see no video. I just kind of read something about it. And I'm yeah. just, I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> Because I think you know, they still have an umpire stand back there. He just doesn't mm-hmm. make striker ball calls. He's no, I think there's there something to, that tells him what it is. Yeah. So, but so Frankie would have been arguing with a human, but 
the umpire would be like, the machine told me that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And don't argue with the machine, Frank. <laughs> exactly. And that, and that's, you know, some of these guys, you know, some of these guys, you know, I, I get it. Some of these umpires have some really hideous strike zones, oh, you know, yeah. and, and we know who they are. You, you yeah. know, you just got to know, you just got to know, you know, who, who you got as an umpire and remember their reputation. That's no different than, you know, me who plays in a weekly city league, you know, I know which umpires I, I know which umpires I can trust. And I know which umpires are the ones that are going to have the most, biz, you know, are going to make bizarre calls. So you just got to expect it. You know, but that's the thing, you, you know, that's why, and this is why they're moving towards that is, uh, the strike zone should be the strike zone the same for it doesn't matter what it, it's uh, it should be what's in the rule book it's not up to the individual what he thinks but you know like yeah. said, you know well no a different I, I umpire may, may unintentionally probably just call things different and, yeah, and and what I get at it, what I'm getting at is oh. is okay. We know what a standard strike zone is supposed to look like, but yeah. when you're sitting there watching a pitch and watching and, and, and trying to you know see this imaginary box in your mind I know. to when the ball yeah. gets there and make that call, I mean, you know, you're, you're it's, gonna go it's, yeah. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna. Mm-hmm. I get it. I've done it too. You know. Yeah. yeah. At, at least the good thing is about softball. You know, when I do umpire softball, you do have to kind of watch, obviously, where the ball comes down in past the batter. But you could also, it's a good indication where it lands behind the plate, because if it lands too far back, then it's obviously, and it was obviously above the, uh, above the strike zone. Right. So it just depends on what kind of pitcher you got. So, but anyway, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I, I don't want to see it go to robo umps, you know. No, because... Let's face it, some you know, the human element is part of the beauty of sports. Exactly. Uh, so even though it can aggravate you, it's also and you do want calls to be made right. Um is also you know, some of the most memorable things are because somebody goofed up. Um Oh, yeah. You know. And um so in I know you'd argue, well, why don't we try to fix those things? And I definitely get that, and we probably should. And no matter what we say, they're they're probably they're probably gonna put robo umps in there uh, fairly soon. I'm not sure when, but no, uh, I'm I'm thinking they probably wouldn't. I mean, I'm not gonna throw an ETA or you know, an estimated time on it, but I no. I'm. You know, I I would think it's somewhere between five years and beyond. I'd be surprised if we see them within the next five years, you know, up in the major league level. I just, you know, I think it's got to get a lot worse. Yeah. And, I mean, the the umpires union will have something to say about that. Um, Exactly. You know, because that'll be a – that'll end up in guys losing jobs, I would think, Um, to, you know – like a lot of Ameri- uh, like a lot of people are to the machine. <laughs> yeah, losing a machine can do better than a human, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right. So that was the whole thing on Saturday. Um, and uh, I don't know. You can't really know how much of that is the reason the Twins lost that game, you know, but uh, or but uh, so you you kind of throw that one out and hope that you come back and try to win the series on Sunday. But uh, guess what? Now you got to do it against maybe the best one of the top five pitchers in all of the game, Garrett Cole. <laughs> and uh, Garrett, uh, I mean, to put it lightly, he was freaking awesome yesterday. Yeah, uh, he was. He was lights out. And uh, he he shut out the Twins two to nothing. And uh, despite another pretty solid outing by Pablo Lopez, uh, Twin you can't win if you don't score. So um, he. Garrett went the distance and shut him out. And so the Twins had settled for a 2-2 series tie, uh, which, you know, if you had asked me Thursday if they come out of there with a series tie, I'd be like, okay, good, cool. Uh, Because, you know, the way Twins fans are, um, a lot of us, you know, uh, feel like, why do we even play the Yankees? Just give us the seven losses and we'll move on. And uh, let's not even bother going there. But, uh, but uh, you know, that's not how it works. So the fact that they got two, great. But it's also at the same time disappointing when it's kind of a perspective thing. It's kind of disappointing that they couldn't get one more since they got the first two. Um, whereas if they had lost the first two and gotten the last two, he'd Weirdly, you'd probably feel better about it. Um, that's yeah, what somebody pointed I mean, out to me. You know, it's like, yeah, that's that's basically true in the way I feel. Like, I, it's weird. It's the same result, but I may have felt better if they would have got the last two instead of because maybe that means they're going to go into the next series with momentum, or I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it's it's hard to say, but I mean, it's really you know, so. it just depends on how, you know, how you look at it. I mean, to me, yeah, yeah we started out hot the first, you know, the first couple of games, you know, we, we were started out pretty hot. We also probably were facing their, what, their, their four three, five, yeah. yeah, yeah, the exactly. bottom of the rotation, yeah, yeah, which, you know, they, they took that one guy out for lunch on, on uh, Thursday. Yep, but you know, two wins. I was pretty happy with that because, you know, even with the even if you know with the bad pitching by New York, I mean, you know, we still gotta we still gotta be able to beat their offense, which obviously they we did. You know, in the second game, we did. You know, we got a win there too. And yep. yeah, that that third game was <laughs> that third game was bizarre. I, you know, we might as well forget about that game. And, you know, the last game, two runs. I mean, yeah, we held the Yankees to two runs. Yeah, we couldn't get on the board at all. Right. But, like I said, it's it's Garrett Cole. I mean, when Garrett Cole is one of them pitchers that when he's on, he is definitely one of the best pitchers. I mean, you can't, you can't argue that. And, you know, our pitching didn't hurt us. 
No. No. So I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, you could, it's, I, it's not a win, but it, it, there's a, there's some, there's some positive feeling inside that two nothing loss. I mean, yeah, we wish we could have gotten three out of four, but hey, I'm happy with two. So, yeah. and we did. I guess the positive is that it was instead of two nothing, it wasn't like twelve nothing. Yeah, no, we didn't get. We had a chance the whole game. We just it, it could have just got one guy on, and maybe a guy next guy gets lucky and parks one. And yeah. you know, that's what it was the whole game. Unfortunately, they just didn't get to get one parked. Um, so then, so that that's how things stand. They're they're ten and six, one game in first place ahead of uh, everybody in first place. And um, this week, uh, they they have a series starting in Boston tomorrow, a three gamer, and then. Uh, then they finally, uh, that'll finish a road trip they're on, and then they get a big, long homestand this coming week. Uh, they've got the, um, oh, I wrote it down. Yeah, they've got uh, the Nationals, Yankees, and Royals the, the, for ten game for a 10-game homestand. Um, the Nationals, who were down this year, and... The Royals, uh, who also aren't that good, um, and the Yankees, who the Twins have proven they can match up with, this stands like it like it could be a very uh, profitable homestand that they're coming up on, and uh, so don't goof anything up, guys. <laughs> no, and. <laughs> I, I think we'll do all right. I mean, Boston, yeah. I don't know. Boston Boston's, really has. Yeah, go ahead. No, they, they, to me, Boston isn't, you know, we already, we, I think we both predicted Boston to finish last this year. If I'm, if I know I did. Yeah. And I, I did, you know, and I don't know what their record is right off the bat. Um, I'm assuming they are what they're eight, nine. Okay. Eight, nine. So now they're playing, they're playing average. I mean, they're, they're in last, (laughs) but yeah, I think we should be able to at least win a couple games against them. I I'd be, I'd be very shocked if we get swept by the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, Just looking at the pitching matchup. Um, Yeah. We Tuesday, we will, I can read them off. So uh, Tuesday, uh, we Tuesday. Yep. Sonny yep. Gray throws Tuesday against Chris Sale. <laughs> Wednesday will be Joe Ryan versus Corey Kluver. And Thursday, the final game of the series will be Tyler Malley versus Tanner Houck. Okay. So I would say uh, the Twins probably have an advantage in each of those games. Uh, while the uh, um, the first two pitchers for the uh, Red Sox uh, in uh, Sale and Kluber are definitely well-known names. They're not the same guys that they used to be. Uh, I think we all know uh, Chris Sale um, has had an injury-riddled career. Um, he's While he's still pretty good, he's not... Probably, I don't think he's 
the same guy he was when he was with Chicago. No, no. And he's he's off to a pretty rough start so far this season. I mean, in 12 innings, he's he's got an ERA of like 11.25. So I mean, he's in a minus war. So he's he's definitely not off to a great start. Um, but you don't know. You know, like I said, I just it just depends on which team shows up. Yep. And in in the lineup, I should say. No, of course, yeah. And uh, Twins, I guess we didn't mention it yet. The Twins did get uh, one player back off the injured list, uh, um, and we can you can debate whether it's a good or a bad thing because it's Max Kepler um, is off the injured list, um, and uh, Max he is still struggling. Offensively, I believe he's got one or up to this point. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what to do with the guy. Um, we thought, I mean, I don't know if it's enough of a sample size since he has missed some games yet. Um, but the, uh, the shift ban doesn't seem to have done wonders like we thought it might have yeah i was man i was really hoping that you know that uh max would have kind of pulled out you know at least had a good start to the season and at least kind of see some glimpses of the old max kepler we used to have you know it's Mm -hmm. just i don't know the, the more and more i watch and the more and more i see him struggle it's just i you you just you don't want to see him, you don't want to see him play like this, but you know, I just think his time in Minnesota is pretty much about done. Yeah. But yeah. And then, so then, yeah, I agree. And I just not sure how it comes to an end. Does, does he finish out the year with the twins? Cause he is a believe a free agent finally after this year. And, uh, so does he finish out the, the year with the Twins? I does think the twins so. Figure out how to get trade him at some point. Here's or is he so bad the Twins just dump him? Well, here's the uh, thing. The last thing is the least likely, though. So. Yes, exactly. I mean, first off, he's making eight and a half million dollars. I mean, I don't know That's what team would be willing to take on that kind of money for him, especially the way he's performing. And to me, I think even if you could find a team, a buyer into that, you're going to be trading away some pieces out of uh, your, you're going to be trading some prospects. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that means, you know, our top prospects, I mean, you really, you really want to get, you know, our, obviously our top five are Brooks Lee, Royce Lewis, Austin Martin, Noah Miller, and Ronnie Herniquez. I mean, it's definitely going to cost maybe one or two of them guys. And Twins don't want to trade them guys. Depends on what, what, what they're getting back, you know. Well, and that's yeah. true too. But, yeah. I mean, like I said, I just I think we're just going to – I think they'll end up keeping him, and I think he'll just finish out the season and – We'll so, probably we'll cut our losses with him, and you know, so, hopefully, you know, he might pick, you know, maybe some he'll end up on some other team. But I, it's hard to say. He's just mm-hmm. he struggled the last couple seasons, and it, and it just does not seem to be coming out of it. 
So, I mean, then you, we're going to have a dead spot in our lineup all year? Um, no. No? I don't think so. I mean. If he can't come out of this, he's just, are they just going to bench him and have an $8.5 million guy? I don't think here? so. They're and just, nothing? I think we'll see his, we'll see his playing time come down, obviously. He won't be sitting on the bench. But, you know, we got what, you know, I guess, you know, you got you got some future pieces that are coming up. I don't know if they want to bring them guys up like Walner, keep Walner up there for good, or maybe, you know, play Kyle Garlic. I mean, maybe the plan is to keep Kyle Garlic up there and then have some type of, you know, some platoon or not platoon. Yeah, platoon or just switching off. I mean, they got to do something. I just, we can't, we can't play Kepler as much as, you know, we can't play him every day. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, if they, um, if it's, you know, if they go with Walner, then, then that's what you're effectively doing is benching Kepler because Walner's a guy they want to play every day. Exactly. Uh, so, and I kind of got a little ahead of myself. I kind of forgot garlic was up on the and on the yeah, on Kyle the, garlic is another case where yeah, you would platoon him. Uh, you know, he's a guy who is on a major league roster cuz he kills lefties. Mm-hmm. So, um so that would work, you know, if you want to keep him around and and uh give Max the days off when we're facing a lefty. Um, that that's what you do, but still, that's a lot of it. That's that that uh, Max Kepler is going to get, and uh, and uh, if he's not effective, that's basically one a dead spot in your order. Unfortunately, yeah. we we don't have a rule where you know you can designate a guy as a a hitter, but he doesn't. I mean, they have a designated hitter, but he doesn't take the spot of a guy who's still playing in the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And probably no. the only thing, you know, probably the only thing is keeping him out there, no. you know, as much as it is, is, I mean, yeah, he's with him struggling, hitting, he's no. very good defensively. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. You know, it's and if he didn't cost so much money, I would say, you know, the twins should be making some type of move with him or trying to do what they can to yeah. get out underneath it. But with that much money and nobody, nobody's going to pay for that. Yeah. So. And they're not gonna, they're not, you know, he's not uh, kind of a guy who makes a lot of money, but they're, but because he's a problem in the clubhouse, they're going to pay him to go away. Like he's, you know, he's not a Trevor Bauer by any means. You know, he's getting who's getting paid a ton of money, but he's not in the major leagues uh, because of things he did um, off the field. And, <laughs> you know, to put it lightly. Oh, uh, yeah. He's he's definitely he has, a fan favorite. So, yeah. Um, so I know I know he's my daughter's favorite player. So really figure out you could probably figure out why. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's not a bad looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> if I can say that, which I just did. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, so just too bad because, you know, he's one of those guys who's been with the organization so long that you're hoping beyond hope that he he'd turn out better than he actually has turned out. Um, and at this point, I think we can make that judgment that he's just never going to be what what you, you maybe dreamed or hoped he would be. But yeah. he's still a great defensive player, like like he's you did say, um, you know, and he's he is our best option defensively. Um, but he makes too much money to be a defensive replacement guy, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, in a perfect world, they they would be able to bring up Walner, play him as the starter, and then in late innings put Kepler out there as the defensive guy. I'm sure that's what they would love to do at this point. Uh, but can't do that, I guess. No. no. So, um, so yeah. Uh, I think I, I should look. I don't know. I think we've kind of hit everything. So I'm trying to see here. Quick look at standings. I know I mentioned the first place. Oh, we forgot one transaction. We did. What did I miss? We, they, uh, well, when they optioned Louis Varland, they called up uh, relief pitcher Brent Hendrick. Oh, yes. So after the the uh, start that Louis Varland made, he he was up there just for that purpose, to make that start. So and then he was sent back down to AAA and – and like you said, Brent Hedrick is now in the major leagues. He's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, he's going to be in the Twins bullpen. Um, and he hasn't pitched. He didn't pitch Sunday, so he has yet to make his major league debut. But yes, he did get called up, and uh, he will spend a few days as a major leaguer at the very least. <laughs> yeah, and for some of you who don't know who Brent Hedrick is, he's just you know he's a uh, he. Um, we were drafted him in 2019 in an amateur draft. I mean, he's 25 years old. He's kind of a big, lengthy lefty, you know, kind of a, maybe a Caleb Thielbar type guy. Um, he's pitched so far this year. He's pitched in, looks like, I don't know. I guess I thought I had his stats up. Never mind. But he's pitched this year a little bit in AAA and he's performed pretty well. I know they're pretty impressed with him. So I thought I had his stats up, but I almost read the wrong stats. It's like, there's no way he's pitched 25 games already. Maybe that was <laughs> last year. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Yeah. So quick look at the standings. Twins was said they're uh, in first place. Game ahead of Cleveland. Four games ahead of the White Sox and the Tigers. And... Uh, the Royals are six games back in last. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you wanted to mention the Tigers a little bit. They kind of some maybe surprised some people this weekend. Um, <laughs> at least a buddy of yours. Oh, yeah. Gave him a little garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to text him this morning. It says, how bad do the Giants have to be to get swept by the Detroit Tigers? <laughs> 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 so, uh, so they actually improved to five and nine. The Tigers did, um, and 
uh, and your friends Giants are five and nine themselves now, so they're 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 playing the same with the same record, but mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So let's do that. <laughs> and you were telling me that before the show. That was. Yep, and remember you told me how nuts I was for thinking the Diamondbacks were a third-place team. Right now they're ahead by one game. By a whole yeah. game? Yeah, one whole game. They're, they're, they're in first place right now. Yep, yep. <laughs> we'll see. It's, it, is, uh, it is April 17th, so. Yeah, I know. Yes. We're only, we still got 140, what? Like a hundred and forty yeah, they've, some they've, games to play. They've yet. played sixteen games, so one hundred forty-six games left. <laughs> so, as Bill Parcells used to say, we're we're not even into turn one on in a in a horse race yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, or you get too happy with yourself there. Yeah, three weeks means nothing. So. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I think now we've covered everything I can think of. Um, I don't know if you had anything else. No. Uh, we got, like we said, we got the next two weeks of Twins baseball. Most of it will be spent at Target Field. These last three games of the road trip in Boston, and then they're at home for for 10 games. <clears throat> and uh, so next time we podcast, they'll be near the tail end of either the middle or the tail end of their homestand. And uh, uh, we'll see where they're at. Um, and uh, the way it looks, I mean, if, if things go as they should on paper, Swins will be in a very good spot. Um, and we'll see health-wise what what changes. Um, hopefully, not much. I don't know if you are, but kind of starting to creep in a little bit. Uh, thoughts of last year and the injury bug. You know, um, seen a few guys go down, but thankfully nothing serious yet yeah i you know these 10 day dl's don't really or il i'm sorry um they they don't bother me as much as long as we stick away from the you know the 30 and 60 you know yeah so as long as we stay away from those i think i'm i'm all right we got Mm -hmm. like i said we got plenty of depth you know that have filled it. I mean, look at like Solano. I mean, who thought Solano would be getting this much time? That's the thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I mean, he, you know, he played a lot more than we thought he would, but it's because of you know Gallo's not there. Um, exactly. It's it, it's it is what it is right now. Let's just you know just take it you know a week at a time. You know, let you know guys yeah. are gonna guys are gonna be healthy. Guys are gonna get hurt and the best thing we can just hope for it's nothing ever too serious with anybody. So, yeah, I guess that's another note I did miss, but eh, I don't know how much it matters, but um, one of the moves they did make had to make uh, to make room for uh, Kyle garlic 
to be put on the roster because he had to go back on the 40-man roster to get called up. Um, mm-hmm. so that means somebody has to come off. Um, but there is one way around it, and that is to put a guy on if if on the 60-day injured list, and that's what they oh, had. Yeah. That's what they've done with uh, Gilbert, Gilberto Celestino. Yeah. Um, um, which wasn't unexpected because he's he's recovering from a surgery, and uh, I don't know if he's anywhere close to coming back. Anyway, no, I and think... even if he does, I don't think he's going to be on the Twins. He's no, going to be I... going see him. If you want to see him play, you're going to have to go to St. Paul. That's all. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's. Uh, I think it would be towards the end of the season. He, he would even be close to being ready to play, no matter where he's at. So, yeah, but that that was the move that got Kyle. Technically, the move that got Kyle Garlic back in the uh, on the Twins roster this year uh, for for right now. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I think that officially covers everything. <laughs> there we uh, go. And. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. And, uh, if, uh, anybody wants to interact with us, we'd love that. You can, uh, interact on Twitter with us at twins nation pod. Uh, if you want to, they want to interact with you at all, what can, how do they find you on Twitter? You guys can find me on Twitter at MD Hoffman 61. Okay. And myself, if you want just to interact with me directly, you just find me at Big Joe Gun, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, and if you're enjoying the show, uh, and tell your friends if if you enjoy the show, definitely tell them, and they can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Um, you know, Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, uh, Audible. Anywhere, you'll find it. Um, So uh, with that, I think we can wrap this up, and we will see you all next week. All right. Have have a good week, everybody. All right. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation podcast. On Twitter, we're at at Twins Nation Pod. And Joe is at Big Joe Gun.